comic book pit. Okay. This is Comic Book Pit, episode 304. I'm Dan, and on the couch we've got Link, Link. Kate. Kate, and then at the table we got. He's <laughs> 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 just cheesing it over there now. <laughs> Handsome Sean Atkins. Actually, I was going to do my Ed McMahon impersonation, but you were going to do your what? Oh, your Ed McMahon. Oh, well, yeah. well, go ahead. Well, it's too late now. Oh man. Okay. okay. Well, well, you'll have to throw one in. <laughs> yeah, I'll, during I'll the show. Yeah, <laughs> maybe do like a like a pun or something. But like, oh, oh, oh now okay. So now now the pressure's on. Now I gotta See, now I gotta feed you. <laughs> well, that's some good material. Well, okay, all right. That's all right. how the sidekick works. All right, Ed. All right. Yeah. Okay, Jen. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh yeah, you might you, you might. Uh, I guess the the Carson show is uh, oh. a little a little beyond you, right? Oh, I know like, who that is. But, but you guys never saw like the whole Johnny and Ed like dynamic. No, no not especially yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. We're, yeah. Sorry. No, that's no, 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 no apologize. I mean, they're, they're I mean like, sorry for aging you guys. Yeah, don't, apologize, don't <laughs> apologize for being young. We should feel bad for being a couple of crusty old bastards. Um. So anyway, so this is uh, the comic book pit. We're a comic book uh, conversation and review show. And um, we uh, do another show, uh, also comic book pitch. <laughs> a, I was, it makes it sound like we have a whole separate other show. It's the same show. It's the spinoff. It's, a, it's, it's also it's titled comic, comic book two. Comic book pit, um, only with one T. No, but um, <laughs> and that's our our kind of comic book and pop culture conversation show. But uh, right now, this is our our review show, and uh, usually, you know. Um, yeah, with a with a lot, you know, when there gets to be more than two of us, we usually have a lot of stuff to talk about. So I'm looking forward to to uh, to getting into it. Um, so it sounds like a few of us read uh, Wonder Twins, yep, mm-hmm. number one, which is part of the uh, Bendis's. Uh, what was he called? Wonder, Com- Wonder Yep, Wonder Comics. Yeah, is the, the headline for it. But he's not. But he did not write this. No, it was uh, what Mark Mark Russell. Yeah, I think yeah he, of the Flintstones fame and yep. like he. It's Snagglepuss. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Snagglepuss. Snagglepuss. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I sold her on reading it. I was like, hey, the Snagglepuss writer did it, and you also like the artist. Yeah, I've been following the artist on Facebook for what feels like forever now. The Snagglepuss artist? No, Stephen the, the, Byrne the of the Twins Wonder Twins. Oh, okay, okay. What what else has he has he done? Because I don't recognize he, his he name. He did some early Green Arrow stuff, but then he did something else. I can't remember what it is now. One of the things that really got him viral on Facebook was when he did the, like, what if Buffy was an animated TV show? And so he did the opener oh. for that. But he's just been rolling out 
quality comics on his Facebook for years. Okay. So I was excited when he got picked up for this. Okay, cool. Even though I didn't know who the Wonder Twins were. Whoa. <laughs> oh, Whoops. Uh, Sean, this is the episode where you and I are going to feel old. I mean, I, 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 he knew. Knew. I knew. He knew. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. But still, but, but, but the Wonder Twins go, that goes back to the Super Friends, right? Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. was, when did the Super Friends air? Like in the 70s? Like late, like mid to late 70s? I think it was like a 12 year old or 12 uh, year run. Maybe yeah. Like the 70s and the 80s. Yeah, I mean, I it caught... It that long? Okay, I got to check. Because I caught things on, like, Cartoon Network reruns, obviously. Like, a lot of that stuff. Um, and then once they did all those, like, teaser in-between gags where they kind of just dunked on the Wonder Twins and Aquaman all the time, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of my DC knowledge from just making fun of bad superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so according to... According to IMDb... Uh... Super Friends went nine seasons from 73 to 85. Yeah. But but they weren't like, but there were some of them were like half seasons. Yeah. Like, because it looked like I just checked one randomly. I said like season six might have been like three episodes or something, you know, something weird. So, um, but anyways, the, the super, uh, the, the Wonder Twins were, um, they were created, I assume, specifically for the cartoon, right? I don't think they had any. So. Mm, yeah, yeah, I think they were just like, um, is it I'm gonna, Melvin or Martin? Melvin and Wendy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think they were also, yeah, just originally made for that. Yeah. And I guess kind of like to help the, the kids kind of identify a little bit easier with the Yeah, I guess the that superheroes. Like, yeah, the, the, the Wonder Twins, uh, Zan and Jaina, were kids like these you know uh and they were aliens because they didn't they, they both had like pointy ears I yeah think. yeah they had like elf ears yeah um and they had the the pet monkey oh yeah right yeah gleek yeah <laughs> <laughs> who who was on the cover of of wonder twins number one i think or, or maybe not or in a promo image i thought uh he's yeah like, I, and, he's on one of the covers tonight. Yeah, he's, he's on like, this one he's like, like in a locker it's like his silhouette or something yeah. like that um so yeah, I was I was interested when when they announced this book because, you know, as far as I knew, the Wonder Twins only ever existed in the animated yeah show. Like I don't know if they've ever made an appearance other than uh, I mean, like unless it was like a one off or like it, some one shot or some random. They might yeah, they might have been a one. Well, they could have. I don't know about comic books, but they might have had like a one off in like some one of the many animated series that they've done over the years. Yeah, through like who knows Batman and. Uh, like the Batman team up thing, I can't remember. What oh, it's Brave now. and the Bold. Yeah, like yeah. Brave and the Bold or something like yeah. that. I can imagine them like, yeah, pulling these characters out for like an inside joke type of thing. Yeah, like oh, only the people that watch this show, you know, back yeah. in the seventies and early eighties are going to get this. But, mm-hmm. um, but no, but they're they're bringing them back and they're uh, still relevant. Yeah, they're they're still a good like um, doorway for or, or a good voice for. Youth culture, mm-hmm. you know, as the uh, Wonder Twins are uh, brought to Earth and by Superman, we yep. find out, and are assimilating into uh, a regular high school, and they're and they're also uh, interns <laughs> yeah. at, the, at the Hall of Justice, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, and uh, I don't, I, I I enjoyed it overall. I I felt like maybe the storytelling 
jumped around a lot. Like I, I, I a little had, bit, yeah. I, I had a little trouble following it, but then I, um, because there were some, like some flashbacks and like, yeah, you know, because because when the when the story opens, it's like, bam, they're in high school. Like there is no precursor, there's no prelude yeah. to like how they got there. Um, but you find out later what happens and. Um, there's a lot of humor in this. Yeah, it's oh, a really funny book. I laughed yeah. so much. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, got a, a chuckle or two. Um, and we, <laughs> there, there were a couple parts I, I laughed at, the, but I, I also thought they were kind of, I'm like, this just in a way doesn't make any, like, any sense, but I guess it's not supposed to. But like when, um, well, when, when, when Superman, like uh, uh, Zan has that like embarrassing experience at school. Yeah. And the <laughs> and the the heroes, the adult heroes, are trying to like talk him through it, like oh, high yes. school sucks and stuff like that. And and then like Batman, Batman re- relays like a, <laughs> a personal, yeah, awkward PG, like this personal experience. I'm like, yeah. It, in a way, that was a great story. But in another way, I'm like, I, I don't care who's writing this. I don't care what the story is. Batman is not telling anyone anything about himself. Yeah, his embarrassing mm-hmm. childhood yeah, story. And, and he's Batman. He's not. He's not telling, you know, a story of, like, high school, like a high school crush or anything like that. Yeah. But, but, uh, no, but. But I think that's, like, the endearing part of the comic is that it's so ridiculous Mm -hmm. that you can kind of just be like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll buy into it just for this book because it's sort of in this wacky don't take superheroes too seriously yes. universe yeah. definitely like in his daydream where he's like big man on campus Xana's walking through the hallway with his pet alligator <laughs> people are like h2o yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well that was pretty he awesome was such a tool <laughs> he was well and i i loved how um when when superman was first like so basically superman didn't clear this with anybody oh yeah, with, yeah. Like, right the yeah. other members of the the, the trinity um you when uh, he says, "Well, they're they're shapeshifters," and they're like, "Oh, that, well, Batman and Wonder Woman are like, oh, that could be useful." And he's like, "Well, one of them only turns into an animal yeah. or animals; the other one just turns into water." <laughs> yeah, and Wonder Woman's like, "Water," like basically like, "Okay, yeah. these kids are like." She was yeah. like, "I'm underwhelmed." Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's, right. She's that like, sounds I'm, underwhelming. I'm, I'm underwhelmed. I'm underwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I think I probably enjoyed this way more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know what I was going to get. I, I read the little, uh, the first, like, two or three pages of the preview in, like, some other DC book. And I was like, oh, yeah. Because it, it relayed right up to, like, the Thunderstruck part mm-hmm. of him telling, like, the class about, like, the thing oh, that the occurs th- on his planet. The Thunderlust. Yeah, the Thunderlust. <laughs> and then it, like, ends on that. And it was just too funny. I was like, this is going to be a great book. Yeah. I'm there. Which, which, which in a way was kind of creepy. Yes, that whole thing, like when this like <laughs> crazy cosmic thunder strikes, like everybody just gets it on. Yeah. Um, now, um, I'm blanking, but did, did uh, I think it was the twins' father who sends them away? Right. Yes. Yeah. Did, did he actually give a reason why he wanted them sent away, or was it like something? Do you think we're going to learn about? Um. I- in coming issues. I don't think they uh, gave a reason, just that, like, life would be hard for them or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you read it. Not yeah, I read it this morning. Yeah, so. Okay. Um, but, yeah, and um, the art by uh, Stephen Byrne, I, um, uh, you guys were clearly more familiar with him than, than I was. I thought, I thought the art was really good. 
Yeah, no, and it was the, great. Uh, and the coloring was really good. Like, just everything about this book was just, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I don't know. Do you think, I mean, I'm trying to think, like, if this would be good for kids or not. Like, <laughs> because it, it, I, I feel like it's... It's, it's like, like young it, adult, maybe. Yeah, it's like because yeah. it's like right on the edge of like being inappropriate, almost like. I mean, if you take out the thunderlust part, yes. it's Millie appropriate. There you go. Yeah, nice. but you got to get rid of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Millie does not need to be reading about thunderlust. <laughs> you don't, you want to explain <laughs> thunderlust? <laughs> I'll probably just say it's an adult thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, hell, I have to explain like. Some things she got really into Michael Jackson lately. Really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I sometimes I'll play like YouTube videos for mm-hmm. music in the background because they just do that. But sometimes, you know, because YouTube got to be YouTube, they'll mm-hmm. just jump over to a video that mm-hmm. I probably watched before. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And I had like uh, Michael Jackson on, so and so she got all into it. And there's been a couple times where I had to explain stuff to her. I'm like, yeah, that was kind of the '80s. <laughs> like, 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 like the fashion or something, or just um, the style, or fashion, a little bit of style, uh, smooth criminal, a lot of that. Okay. <laughs> it's like, well, the guy, it's all live action. It's like, no, that's it's all fake. That the guy lived. It's it's just all acting. Oh, so like so. how how music videos used to be like mini movies back in the day. Yeah. I miss if you that. need a copy of Moonwalker to have her watch, no I thing. own it. <laughs> I don't want to put her through that. I've seen Moonwalker. I know. I was obsessed with it when I was little. Really? Yep. I loved it. I loved Michael Jackson though. I've, I've never. I seen was it. only I mean, familiar with the Moonwalker arcade game. <laughs> I do like that one. That's I didn't play the arcade game. Right. I played the Genesis. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun though. But yeah, I had to explain a couple things. But no, she won't watch Moonwalker. Like ever. <laughs> not in my house. No, not, <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> now, if she's in her twenties, she wants to watch it. Go right ahead. I'd be like, I'm okay. I'm out of here. Now I'm curious. Like, uh, to, um, as a as a dad, do you think Thriller as a video is, is a little too intense for her? Because I, let me tell you what, it scared the shit out of me <laughs> Well, when I was, and I was like probably 10 or 11 when that came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is creepy as hell. Like, it's you kind of. Things have changed so much since then. Like, that wouldn't really be scary today. You kind of got to take into account, like, if you think that they can handle it or not. Right. Like, mm. Millie might not be able to watch it. It, in hindsight, if I'm remembering everything from the events of Thriller, there really wasn't that bad stuff. I mean, you had zombies running around, but there really wasn't any, like, blood and guts. No, I mean, there correct. was that transformation was, scene. Right. I think that, intense. that was probably the, like, there was a few, like, jump spots. Like, again, like, yeah. when he, he turns into a werewolf, and then at the very end when when they're chasing her and she runs into the house and things kind of, like, get serious and they're, like, busting through the house. and Yeah. You know. But it's all on a level of what you think the kids can handle, as well as if they're starting to watch and they get scared. And you, I mean, I I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. We'll ask her like, "You want to turn this on?" Because she'll have like that intense fe- uh, intense face on her. You know, mm-hmm. she'll be like like really staring, and mm-hmm. you kind of see like the little crinkle in her forehead, <laughs> little little the little worry lines. Yeah, like we took her to see um, what was a Spider Verse. Oh, okay. And there were some intense scenes in there. Mm-hmm. And we're like, and you know, both of us are there. 
you know. And there was a couple of times, you know, we asked her, we're hugging her, we're asking her, it's like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, perfectly ready for her to be like, you know what, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. You know, you just kind of got to gauge it okay. for the most part. Like, she is aware of Thriller. She doesn't want to watch Thriller. <laughs> okay. So, and I'm like, She could right, listen to it. And, you know. She, I don't think I've, I probably had it, like, on my phone. And, like, I, you know, just have it on my phone. Yeah. But she's not watching it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Like, I'll wash dishes and I'll just have playing on my phone. She'll, so she'll know about it. But maybe I, she's watched, uh, what was it? Uh, remember the time. I was gonna, I was that. I was about to say you could you could ease her in with the Eddie Murphy Doctor uh, was it Magic Johnson yeah. was he in it? Remember the time? Yeah, because that's kind of and Debo's in it too. D- is Debo in it? Yeah, Tiny he was Lister. one of the guards. And uh, and isn't uh, oh who was the like the whatever the queen or whatever was that she Iman? Yeah, that was David Bowie's wife, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so I thought. Yeah, she likes that. There you so go. I'm like okay. That's a, that's a song I like. So, all right. I just won't watch Moonwalker. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I mean, he turns into a car. That's cool. That's that's no, about what it. Was, and what was the just don't be talking smack on Captain EO. Okay, that's or what it's it going to go yeah. down. <laughs> I knew there was. I, I knew he that. did something else. Yeah, Wait, Captain EO. That was the Disney thing. Was that a different? Like it was that Epcot. What was it? No, was sorry. it an actual That's, movie? Too? Yeah, yeah like a whole short, short movie. It's a 3D experience. Oh man, now we should have brought our shirts and props. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, brought it back um, for like like a I don't know like 20th anniversary or something when we were on our honeymoon. So we were like, yeah, they're gonna get rid of it again eventually. So yeah. let's oh. buy this. Oh man, yeah. There's like a lot of Muppets and Michael Jackson. Yes, and 3D. Oh. I'm it was pretty good 3D. Well, you, oh, you yeah. had me at Muppets. So. Yeah. Yeah. Muppets and Michael Jackson? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to check it out. Yeah. The, there, there's probably a YouTube version of it Oh, there somewhere. must be. Um, but I don't think they've ever officially released, like, the, the standalone video yet. Nope. <laughs> they probably someday. never will. Yeah, probably not. They'll bring it back for its, like, you know, 30th, 50th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> when nobody remembers what, what or who <laughs> Michael Jackson is or how 3D is, like, an antiquated... <laughs> We're in like five D now. <laughs> when you just you just like hard jacking your yeah. head, you know. Yeah, you just yep. Plug it in. Yeah. It's like three D after this from with my eyeballs. <laughs> nice. I remember my my grandpa watched three D. That's so So in other words, Wonder Twins was awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cool. To bring it back. Yeah, just to bring it back <laughs> in, a, in a rough transition. <laughs> We liked Wonder Twins number one. <laughs> yeah, go read it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited about the whole Wonder Comics lineup because uh, we talked about Naomi and that was great. Right, and that was also part of it. And what's the uh, what's the next one? Dial H for Heroes or, oh, yeah, or whatever yeah. that is. Dial, yeah, Dial H. Yeah, and which seemed cool. And then I think that's probably it, right? I think is that, is that it for the because there's I, Young Justice, which number oh, two? Oh, that's right, Young Justice is that too? Yeah, yeah. number yep. two already came out, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, uh, Wonder Twins, Dial H, and Naomi, and then Naomi. Yeah, I think yeah, that's I think all that's, of them. I think that's it. But yeah, yeah I, so far they've been great. So yeah, so far they're like j- just checking out these. I'm willing to. I I was kind of like, eh, okay, Dial H, whatever. But mm-hmm. no, I'm gonna pick it up. Why not? I haven't been disappointed yet. Yeah, 
and the, I mean, and, and 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 the the creative teams have been oh yeah, they're great. You know, so far, have been really good. Now, I I don't I'm not familiar with. Uh, I, I didn't look into Dial H yet. I don't know who's going to be doing. Uh, I that. can't remember who's doing the writing. I know um, Joe Canones from oh, Howard the Duck and I, some I other like stuff. Him. Yeah, he's he's good. Yeah, he's he's a really good artist. Yeah. So. Oh, it might be in the back of the thing. It totally was. Look at that. All right, school us, Kate. Apparently, it was in the front. <laughs> uh, Sam Humphreys. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, he's a good writer. Yeah, he's yeah. So yeah, so that's good. Like, so they they definitely did not uh, scrape the bottom of the barrel for for the creative teams for these wonder no. comics. Yeah, no, definitely not. So, I guess. Um, you know, any. Uh, I mean, I can't think of a creator who probably wouldn't jump at a chance to work with Bendis. Yeah. On this imprint. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I and I guess it's. I mean, it's an imprint, but at the same time, I, I assume these are all going to be part of the. Like they're not like out of continuity, uh, as far as I understand, or at least I at least Young not. Justice isn't. Young Justice isn't, and, and, and Naomi Naomi isn't. I mean. The, Wonder Twins might exist in that sort of goofy universe like Harley Quinn did where they're yeah. like, this is so absurd and it's kind of soft continuity. We'll pull stuff from it, but like really right. it's, you know. Because there were other characters uh, at one point walking around the Hall of Justice that oh, uh, yeah. wasn't like uh, – Like was some it? old Super Friends characters. Yeah. yeah. Was, what was the one? That, was he just called like Sam- Samurai or something or – Yeah. He was like the Asian – yeah, the, what, 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 did he like had a was he like a tornado or something or yes oh I can't remember uh, his was name his name like Asian tornado or something like Asian that? tornado <laughs> I mean it might as well be because it's yeah seventies right it was very very uh, inappropriate but yeah no I can't remember his name I'm pretty sure it was an Asian tornado <laughs> but it was something like it's, that. well not, it's it's part of that like yeah. black lightning like right. black thunder like <clears throat> you just yeah like yeah. on the nose right. But um, yeah, I, I can't remember his name. But then, oh, and then wasn't there a? I'm trying to remember all those like weird. Like, well, there those, was like the the the. Wasn't there like a Apache like a, Apache Chief? Yep, he, Apache yeah, Chief. He, he got real. He, like he grew. Yep, right? he grew. I only know about him from Harvey Birdman. <laughs> Aztec. <laughs> yes, was Aztec was Aztec. one. I think Aztec was one of the guys walking in the halls. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, it, so yeah, there's like all those like. One-off Super Friends characters. Yeah. Um. So okay, well, let's. Uh, Anyways, yeah. yeah, we get moving. Uh, um. So um, what um, what what do you guys have? What do you got on your uh, over let, on the couch? I'm let Kate take the reins here. I've been talking about comics every week. I want to talk about Bitterroot. Then. Okay. We can talk about the other stuff later if we get around to it. Um, so thanks to Sean, we started reading Bitterroot. And um, after the first one, we kind of convened. And you haven't talked too much about it. I don't know if I like it more than you do. I, I like, like, I like it. It's definitely at my alley. Yeah. Anything with, for lack of a better term, voodoo, I'm into. And everything that this book has going on, I really dig it. But almost more than that, I really like the back matter. Like, I'm really enjoying the back matter. Okay. Um, like, the one, I can't remember if it was issue two or this one, 
but it was essentially just like a love letter to uh, the woman who wrote Their Eyes Were Watching God. And now I want to reread it. <laughs> like on my shelf um, that I read in college. Um, but just the back matter is so good. This is a really well-researched comic that if you tell people at face value what it's about, like, oh, yeah, people turning into these weird creatures and then a family's legacy to fight them, it sounds ridiculous. But to actually have it work out in the comic, there's a lot of thought put into it and a lot of history that's researched and, like, seamlessly woven into it. Okay. Sean, are you still are you still reading this or I fell off. <laughs> I meant to uh, read more, but okay, I just haven't. I mean, you're busy. You have a kid. <laughs> I actually did a lot of reading over the. Oh, so I, okay, so just no. reading other things. <laughs> I thought he was going to say. I thought he, the way he paused. Your, I thought your heroes it, are always going to let you down. <laughs> the, way he, the, way he, <laughs> no, the way he paused. I, uh, you said you're busy. You have a kid. I, he was pausing. He's like, I don't really have a kid. That's, that's where I thought well, I was going to say. I just made that up. Yeah. I had to admit, like, we I can't know. really say, like, I've been busy with my kid. I mean, I am always busy with my kid after work, but I can't really say that because I read, like, three of these <laughs> and this and then, oh, God, what other comics? Oh, like, I'm all caught up on Fantastic Four, except for the one that hasn't caught, uh, came out yet. Uh, and I was reading Daughters of the Dragon, and okay. we can forgive that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I mean to go back to it because anytime a, a comic ends with uh, spoilers, but since you both read yeah. like two and three, you know, killing of a clan's member, I'm right? usually down with that. So <laughs> right. <laughs> like I kind of want to find out more. <laughs> now what what are they? We talked about issue one like a while ago. What are they up yep. to now? Like, what's the one? I you think just they're read? only on three. Yeah. So this one was three. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it came yeah. out like in November. So. Yeah, they're they're you know sticking to the the once a month deal, which is oh obs- that's weird. Yeah, right. Like I'm <laughs> what? I'm so spoiled I'm that. by Marvel and DC's. Like, yep, we're yeah. on like Heroes in Crisis six. I, I'm waiting within for, like two months. Eventually, I'm waiting for like the knock at the door, and Marvel's like, "Here's your books." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be there tomorrow again. You know, they're just. Uh, okay. So yeah, I I have to get on the this the Bitterroot train. I'm yeah, no, it's, it's I have a, not read any of them yet. I feel I feel bad, but I, yeah, my same thing. Like my my backlog is. Just, I mean, I'm sure everyone. Yeah, has yeah, the yeah, same. yeah. We all have the same problem. We all have this. You know, mm-hmm. there's like a priority list of like right. what what do I need to read mm-hmm. immediately? Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's uh it's been fantastic. I've I've really enjoyed um. The story overall, the the third issue kind of did this thing where it, it weaved between like three different stories at once. So one was like in the past, and I think the other two were both in modern day, but different perspectives. No, yes, you're, you, she's just <laughs> dead staring me. <laughs> okay, well, it might just be sleepy brain that's okay, inspiring. That's fine, but anyways, they they kind of juggled between the three different ones, and each each timeline was sort of like color coded. Um, and so it was kind of, it was interesting, but it was also kind of difficult to keep track of things sometimes. Okay. Just because, you know, every, all, everything in the past was like in the, like this, this all these yellows, and then another one I think was just all greens and then blues, and it was it was interesting. It, like it was a really cool way to tell a story and like split things up that way. But it was also a lot for my my simple brain to 
to, you know, <laughs> tackle. That happens a lot with me. I'm like, uh, this is a lot of information. I need to like slow down mm-hmm. and take it in more. Yeah. But it was really good. Cool. Now she's flipping through this. I thing. know. I'm like, what are you even talking about? Like, I'm not making that up, right? No. Okay. <laughs> but I think they're all in the same time frame. Oh, okay. That's why I didn't understand what you were talking about. See, I thought about. one of them was back in, like, the, like, ten years prior or something with the family that, um, became, like, one of the, the main... Well, you said things. modern, so I was like, wait, uh, well, they're, like... Mo- no, I meant modern as in, like, the present day of the story, sorry. Okay. Yes. That's no, there was not, they were not in, yeah, 2019. I was like, I was like wait, did I read this? <laughs> no, there was a... <laughs> There was not like a flash forward. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Sean, you have a. What do you got? You, you you held it up before, but uh, oh. you want to sh- show us what you're uh, oh. what you're reading? <laughs> Using there you go. There it is. Cleopatra in space. Yes. That looks like fun. It wa- it is fun. It actually it's uh there's four volumes out. Uh, it's been going on since. Well, this is published in 2014, but I'm pretty darn sure it's been going on since like 2010. So, uh, Cleopatra in Space is by Mike. I'm gonna just not pronounce his name right at all. Mayhack. I don't know. Okay. Um, and it's basically a simple premise. It's Cleopatra, like legit Egypt. Okay, Cleopatra yeah. gets sent off in the far flung future. Somehow, in the webcomic, it was somehow. Um, and she fights stuff, fights aliens. Hmm. So, so. so are these prints of the, the webcomic? That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. It, like, did it, did it, so it started as a webcomic. And they... I knew it as a webcomic when it first started. Um, and he had like maybe like 10 or 12 pages. And then all of a sudden it stopped. And then, uh, you know, as good webcomics do, you just kind of, like, you forget about it eventually. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that he started going through Scholastic. And so in this one, uh, you know, I totally lost my train of thought there. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so like, I had it, and then it was, like, on go. Uh, but basically, when I found out it was going, that it was on there, I was like, oh, you know, I, I want to pick it up, see what this is all about and i figured okay well it's ya so you know i get it then i can hold on for a couple of years and have millie read it mm-hmm. so so you said it's it, they've done multiple volumes of this yeah they're up to four he's currently working on five um i have no idea how long he plans on keeping this going mm-hmm. but it's been pretty good so far so okay she goes to like this uh, high school or like high school setting mm-hmm. where they learn all sorts of trade, and it's like a uh, they train combat and learn you know your usual subjects, and she's like headstrong and like all come like she leans more on the combative side, and then um, she has like two other friends, and 
I'm totally not giving this justice. I had this all in my head. <laughs> Rehearsing it in the mirror. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, and there's like this big intergalactic uh, emperor type guy, which in volume three was uh, a bunch of revelations. So I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. So, But I won't spoil it here. You better not. It's like a <laughs> reading rainbow. If you want to find out more, read the book. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it's been a pretty fun read. And uh, as a fan of the webcomic, I, I have to admit I was a little hesitant about it because I was like, well, this is definitely not my age group, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, right for what your your audience is. So, but I kind of I was entertained. So, with all three volumes. Nice. I read them within like a month. So nice, yeah. So you said you're so. Um, so has has Millie read these yet, or are you? Because you, you said you're. They're a bit older for her. Okay, I was wondering like what the like threshold was for. This seems like if you're ten, you'd probably like this. Okay. Plus, a lot of the. I mean, she'd probably get in if I bet if I read it to her, mm-hmm. she'd probably get it. But she's still like learning to read. So, yeah. And write sentences. Yeah. But but, but you she'd probably like if you sat with her and read it she'd probably really enjoy the characters and the settings and the like yeah. the art and stuff like that. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I so, think so. Okay, so it's so it's obviously it's, it's great for kids, but just like of a of a upper reading level type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. It's quick read too. <laughs> <laughs> now wait, I, is, is he still doing like stuff online or is he is, he, is he just purely committed to doing it in print now i think it's just all print okay i mean i didn't do like a, a background check or anything so. getting getting that book fair money yeah <laughs> <laughs> apparently though i think like i i want to say it's like that's a really good market yeah though. i'm sure yeah it is. yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and tell me that wasn't the best thing ever whenever those little uh like those little order catalogs came in. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and you, you got to like flip through and be like, oh, I'm gonna get this. I'm when get this I'm man, gonna... when Millie get her when she got hers for the first time when she got in kindergarten. No, it was pre K last year. I was like, oh my god, this is finally happening. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> so wait, so did you go through it first to see what? You're like, Daddy wants these first. Then you can <laughs> then you can pick yours. The hard I'm not going to lie. You did. You did. You totally did. I was actually looking for this book. <laughs> I was like, it's like it wouldn't your, be your that version bad. of the previous book. <laughs> I was I was actually waiting. I was Baby's like, well, I bet you like fourth grade are totally going to have it, so I'm going to look then. But no, nah, I was, I was uh, and it brought me back to I was like, oh, man, I remember this. Holy moly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it like a. A little truck or like a, a a bus sort of thing that had like books in it that we oh yeah yeah, yeah. the bookmobile yeah the bookmobile oh, really? yeah yeah See, yeah I never got to, I, I never got to go into a bookmobile I just, I, it was awesome man, that's that's going <laughs> far back for me I don't remember I remember the bookmobile mm-hmm. yeah I, was I in it I have no idea I, I remember being I don't remember what happened in the bookmobile just magic I guess like <laughs> yeah. books everywhere what happened in the bookmobile stays, <laughs> stays in the bookmobile. <laughs> Was this the Holy Spirit? Yes. Oh, wow. Oh. You're taking it there. <laughs> Damn. Oh, my. Maybe that's why you don't remember. <laughs> Blocking those memories. <laughs> uh, things, things just got dark. 
Jeez. Well, every time another thing gets announced, I'm like, so is that one of your priests? <laughs> <laughs> he was not molested by a priest, everyone. Yeah. As far as I'm a, not trying to insinuate yeah. anything. As far as I'm aware. <laughs> that it might happen in a... In a bookmobile. Okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, man. it could have happened in thank, the bookmobile. Oh, thank God we don't was, know. Thank God there was never a such thing as a priestmobile. <laughs> yeah, the priestmobile. <laughs> Wait, there wasn't? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Oh, boy. We're going to get some hate mail. I feel dirty. <laughs> I need to go home and take a shower. This is how Comic Book Pit's going to go viral. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Priest rape humor is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's uh, Recently, um, I was at a uh, – long story short, we had a, a death in the family, and I went to a funeral, mm-hmm. and it was a Catholic ceremony, and uh, it brought – and I, I, was a, I was an altar boy okay, back in my yeah. early days. I'm not Catholic anymore, but, uh, you know, it's like everything just comes washing back. Like, you can't help but, like – it was just like automatic. I just started saying like our father yep. and hail Mary. And like, it's like, it's, it's scary how ingrained it is. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to Catholic school. I mean, I'm like, like 35 years removed from Catholic school. Yeah. But it's still, yeah, it's pretty still, much still locked in there. I can't get rid of it. I can't wash it out. Yeah. Oh, no, man. well, it, 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 it's messed up, man. It's well, it, and if you're lapsed and you go back to, to church nowadays, um, they kind of switched up the things that you say. I can't remember what they are now, but like instead of like, you know, um, when everybody's shaking their hands and being, you know, like, oh, oh the sign of peace. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, and also with you, but oh, they, they, they say, say something, something else now. And I'm, I'm like, wait, what? It's like how they out you as somebody who hasn't been to church yeah. in forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm not. This is my normal I thing anymore. I thought I noticed that, yeah, something different was said. And I was like, oh, yeah, they kind of switched everything up slightly so they could bust people like us. <laughs> Uh, the posers yeah you'll now give each other the secret handshake and you're like yeah i don't know it (laughs) oh boy all right well um let's move on to something a little uh less disturbing (laughs) we got a lot of tangents going this episode (laughs) priest rape uh uh so um and (laughs) thank you kate (laughs) um actually i Kind of on a, a Mark Russell uh, train this week because I read uh, Red Sonia number one and oh, okay. what yeah. you wrote. Um, so obviously he's a very versatile uh, writer. Um, I did not know he wrote this until I, you know, flipping through. I'm like, oh shoot, Mark Russell. Mm-hmm. And um, I uh, never really been one for the whole like Red Sonia Conan. Yeah, I, like here and there, I'll read one you know if, if it's a interesting creative team or something like that um I, I had heard some some interesting things about uh this especially since uh mark russell was the writer so i thought i'd give it a try and it it was mark russell writing red sonia i mean it was, <laughs> it was good it was it was it had like the the trait his kind of trademark um humor yeah a little bit you know but not not um like not over the top not yeah like, it's not under twins yeah it's not like wacky <laughs> There's just uh, like a, a lot of the uh, the, the language they, they they use, a lot of the the dialogue, I should say, is very humorous. And there's a lot there's some um, very subtle hints at like you know because he, he's I feel like um, I haven't read a lot of the, his Flintstones run, mm-hmm. but I feel like it was very topical. 
Like, well, wait, did he? I thought that was Jimmy Palmiotti that did Flintstones. No, he wrote Flintstones. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, unless I don't know if Jimmy Palmiotti was part of it. He, then maybe they co-wrote it or something. Yeah. I just because I think Amanda Connor did the. Or I might be making all this up at this point now. I, don't, I can't remember now. Um, it's been a while. It's been like a, a year or two since that came out. Yeah, that's. I don't remember. See that that whole. That whole that whole Hanna Barbera yeah. verse mm-hmm. is is very alien to me. Like I have not read any of it. Okay, I, I read a first like the a couple issues of Flintstones. Yeah, but I I heard through other shows that I listened to that you know just all these amazing things about Flintstones. Like just, yeah, you know that like there's no reason why that book should be as good as it is type of thing. Yeah, you know. Yep. So. And it only went, I think, like twelve issues. Yeah, it was, so, it was a short run. Yeah, so I always thought I would just like read the, like, you know, the collected mm-hmm. whenever it came out because I, I missed all the individual issues. So anyway, so um, oh, and then I think, uh, like I said, like he did Snagglepuss. Snagglepuss, yep. So Mark Russell has just been a guy that's been like on my radar. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, when when I saw that he uh, wrote Red Sonia, that kind of like doubled down my interest in it, and. Um, the art was very good too. In fact, I liked the. Um, I I just read uh, Conan number one recently, and I liked the art in Red Sonia a lot more than I did. Like the the art in Conan was very good, mm-hmm. but it was uh, uh, Mahmoud Asrar. Oh, okay. Asmar. Yeah, I, I, I know I'm who you're talking his about. Name, but yeah, <laughs> I very, couldn't do any better. He's very good, but it, it was very. Like for a Conan book, it was very clean. You know, it, I like I always thought like Conan should look like a Conan book should look rougher. Yeah, like rougher that on makes the edges. Sense. You know, and it looked very clean. It almost looked like uh, Stuart Eminen drew it. Hmm. Um. So this, um, the artist on on this, the Red Sonia was uh, Mirko Mirko Kolak, which, ironically, I think he drew. Conan back when it was part of another, like when it was still with uh, was it Dark Horse? I think it was Dark Horse because he's credited as Conan, and I don't think he's drawn anything for Marvel because like Conan is only like what a couple of issues. Yeah, it, it, I mean it just got so to Marvel. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think he's already drawing Conan. <laughs> yeah, um, but but his style was very appropriate for this uh, Red Sonja book. It had like that rough around the edges look, which I think Conan was missing. Um, but this was, uh, this was, uh, not really sure what I was expecting. Like I said, not really having ever read, read Sonya before, but it was, um, there were parts of it that were very topical. Like, I'm not going to say like the, the, um, the bad guy, the big bad, the emperor or whatever was an allegory for Trump. Yeah. But he kind of was. I also yeah. read a Red Sonia that was like that too, where it was very, you know, on the nose. Yeah. Um, so there were there were elements of of the um, the emperor's politics and, mm-hmm. his, and the way he ran things that was, you know, like you couldn't help but see, like see, yeah, you know, elements of our current administration in that. So it was it was kind of funny to see that, but it wasn't like this is Mark Russell like. You know, uh, hitting you over the head with it, like making the the emperor or whatever look and sound like the president. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It was just, um, 
and and Red Sonia herself was uh, kind of uh, kind of refreshing. Like she just didn't come in and just oh, I'm just going to slay all the bad guys. Yeah, like she was she's intelligent and she was very thoughtful and she was actually they actually drew her with clothes on, which was kind of refreshing. <laughs> she's not always wearing like a chainmail bikini, yeah. which I always thought was kind of like this doesn't make sense. Yeah, kind of dumb. I mean, like. Maybe when I was ten or twelve, I was like, "Oh, that's that's awesome." Yeah, you know. But now it's like, <laughs> really? I, I just none of that makes sense. So, um, I I really, I really enjoyed uh, enjoyed this. I, I can I can see continuing to read this. So, awesome. Uh, you've reminded me that uh, Conan's going to be in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Proper, which is weird. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. That was something I actually wanted to talk about in the, in the next episode. Okay. Right. But, uh, yeah, that's that's definitely something I've got thoughts on. Okay. Teasers <laughs> for our spinoff show, yeah. Comic Book Pit. Yeah. yeah, Comic Book Pit with one T. <laughs> <laughs> now, next, next episode, I want to have a okay. definitely a conversation about that. So um, what, uh, what else do you guys have? Uh. So we brought a couple issues of Die, and Link might be able to talk more about the actual content of it than I can. I just want to rave about how awesome the covers are, how good the art looks, Mm -hmm. and how amazing the story has been so far, and how inclusive it is without it feeling like they're meeting a quota by having like this type of character. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking. Yeah, okay. Because I, I I did read the first issue, and I I, I enjoyed it very much. I haven't mm-hmm. you know read the next two, but yeah, I, I understand exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, they um. So so yeah, I, I theorized that the the main character was trans or or, or something. Mm-hmm. Um. Something was up with Ash's gender. Yeah. What what's what's Ash's uh, real life name? Or what, like... I don't remember. Yeah, it's... It, well, it, I think it's in the very first page. They, they list people's, like, character names and then a real-life name. Oh, okay. But, but he plays a woman in in the in universe and mm-hmm. has relationships with men in universe. Yeah. Um, Still Ash. Oh, it's, it just lists yeah. as Ash? Okay. Yeah. I can't... It, it's it's a, like, Daniel or, or something in, in the real world. Um and he's he's married with kids in the real world, but in like the RPG world, like he's a woman with. So there's like, you're not. For for me as a as a person who role plays, it's hard to tell, um, because when I role play, I'll just be a character. I don't really think of that character as like an extension of who I want to yeah. be or something. But I know that there's also people that that play those games that use that as a way to like experiment with things that you know. They might not be comfortable with in the real world. Like, for mm-hmm. example, if you wanted to be a woman, you could role play as a woman mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, do that. Right. Um, so that was interesting. But uh, the, the the context of the story is still, you know, they were trapped in there and they're they're still exploring, you know, what what happened in there. And they expand on that a little bit more. But aside from the comic itself, um, Kieran Gillen's developing a tabletop game in hand with this. Uh, like, like in real life. Like in real life. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Like it, I did not know that. He's this is like a, a his universe getting fleshed out as a comic book, but also 
Oh, okay. um, which were like, take cool. our money. Basically, yeah. Well, there's supposed to be like a, a a downloadable version of like a rule set or something by the time like the first arc's over, I guess. Nice. Once we get all the comic book information without spoiling the comics plot mm-hmm. things, he wanted to get something in people's hands. But uh, well, it's nice that the like the, the, the comic or – well, I guess it's – could go either way, but like the comic is a supplement of the game, and the game is a supplement of the yeah. comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it goes, uh, you know, it fits both ways. But yeah, he's uh, uh, the back matter is just uh, for the second issue was just him breaking down like how he came up with each character's role in each class because each class has a single dice to represent them, and he mm-hmm. went into like the all this wild theory about like you know what what a d twenty like a d twenty represents you know D and D as a whole, and it's this. You know, that's what you think about when you think about D&D versus, like, a D6, which is a pretty generic dice that you would uh, use for anything. Any so I, oh. I I can't remember what the D, what character got the D6, but it was, like, I think, like, the the, the Barbarian or something or or the the Knight. Some, some like, like generic, like a, like a fantasy knight or something. But it, it was just interesting reading about all that stuff because it was just all the things that he wanted to um, expand upon, like... Uh, like the D twelve is the cleric, um, in this who is also he had interesting theories about how clerics are actually, um, a lot like uh, what like demonologists or necromancers yep. in yep. which they make a pact with a god as opposed to like in D and D you pray to your god and your god mm-hmm. bestows gifts on you but in in this universe it's more of a you know like a you're enslaving gods to to do your will through like some sort of like holy version of, hmm. of demonology. Yeah. Uh, but even just the, the fact that the D12 was the dice for the cleric, he goes into like how the number 12 is like this holy symbol and it comes up in all these religious texts and all this stuff. Oh, and wow. It's, yeah. It, uh, just reading about it, the whole thing was just fa- fascinating, like just from a, a nerdy perspective of being like, wow, there's way too much thought put into this and it, it really shows and it's yeah. great. It's, it's such a cool everything. <laughs> um and the other, he talked about, um, the, like, the one character is the D8. Um, he's a grief knight. And he talked about how the, instead of, for his system, um, instead of, like, there just being one knight class, like a paladin, whose alignment was always, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, I'm blanking on my D&D alignments now. But, like, the, <laughs> you know, uh, lawful good or whatever. Yeah. Um, the, the D8 there were like eight different emotions and each emotion was a type of knight. So like you'd have like a rage knight and that's your barbarian and your grief knight is this other thing. And it, I don't know, it, not to go off too much of a non-comic yeah. book tangent, but it, it was just, it was great. It was a really interesting read. Um, and the third issue was interesting because it was like a war story, mm-hmm. um, which they, they kind of wanted to, I guess they were just wrapping up um, Tolkien in it all with like World War One. That's yep. the vibe I got. Yep. Um, and well, and then w- in the back matter, he literally was like, "So this was our Tolkien." Yeah, yeah. Well, and Tolkien was actually in the issue as like a character, sort of. Basically. Like I don't know if it was supposed to be Tolkien himself or if it was a character made up like Tolkien. I read it. But he was like a like world, him as well. like a world, oh, okay, being like a, a deity in that world or something. Yep. He was like the master. Yeah, he was like the 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 the. Like the GM, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It was it was just interesting, but yeah, it was like all t- told through like this World War One thing to you know recount uh, Tolkien's experiences with World War One, 
and uh yeah it was just like a weird war story that was just thrown yeah. into this like D D fantasy book that was very like you know world war ii era appropriate despite there being dragons and shit <laughs> like they're like down in the trenches and like having these heart-to-heart talks about like their family that they left behind at home and like all this stuff wow yeah it's uh pretty deep stuff it's a it's a deep wild book it's um, so good yeah i certainly didn't know what to expect when i started reading this but uh yeah i, I don't regret picking it up ever yeah i um when when i'd heard of this book and actually, after I read the first issue, I, I immediately emailed or texted my, my two best friends from high school mm-hmm. because stereotypically, like, we grew up playing D&D in my friend's basement, yeah. like, <laughs> all through high school and through our first couple of years of college. And, um, you know, we never really took it, like, that seriously, yeah. but, but, but it was still part of our, like, every weekend type of thing. And um, I said, I think you guys would really enjoy this because... Yeah. It's, you know, the, these people that are basically like adult, like our age, like, yeah. right, like this is what they did as a, as kids, mm-hmm. but now they're, you know, our ages and now they're going through it again. And, uh, I said, I think you guys would really enjoy this. And, and it, and I think a lot of, um, D and D fans, players, aficionados, whether you're still playing or whether you've lapsed. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like, like me, someone I play, like I played when I was in high school, but I haven't really yeah. done anything since. It still um, kind of scratches that itch yeah. a little bit. Like it still makes you reminisce a little bit, and so I would, you know, and I I, I sent them a PDF copy of it, and they were both like, "Yeah, this was awesome." Send yeah, was more, you know. So <laughs> I would, I think we could, you know, comfortably recommend this to anyone who plays. Plays yeah. have played anyone that with any kind of like D and D. Yeah, even like a passing, experience. yeah, yeah, like passing a, interest or yeah, you know, concept of what D and D is. I think it's, I think it taps into all of that. Yeah. Plus, it it has that whole it angle to it where it's you know like a horror book really like it right. is. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of messed up. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's messed up. Um, yeah. there was a there's a good point in the second issue where where Ash had, you know, done a a charisma role or whatever they do in the, in the, in the universe world, um, to, Oh, well, she's like a, a voice. She controls people with her voice or whatever. Right. Yeah. I can't remember what the class is called, but, uh, so she controlled the dictator. Yeah. Yeah. So she controlled this, this dude to, um, like be in love with her and, uh, kind of just obey her, her wishes and stick around forever. Um, well, they were gone forever, and and she had, uh, you know, this character had died, mm-hmm. um, but couldn't pass on. And so when she meets him again, he's like, just maggots are pouring out. It's just oh, super geez. gross. And he's like, I can't go on because you told me I couldn't. Oh, so wow. it's like this twisted, like, oh, that's some goofy thing you probably would have done when you were ten. You're like, yeah, this dude's like my bitch now, like whatever. Yeah, but then like that, <laughs> hurt, but then you disappear, and the guy's like, well, I'm still your bitch. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so oh, it's man. like that's a like that horror angle to it all that's just like whoa okay that's actually really fucked up <laughs> like I think it's it's it's, it's the, the timing of this book is interesting too because of the uh, I mean D and D's just always been around yeah but now it's even more in the like the, the zeitgeist yeah because now celebrities are playing it and it's like there are D and G D and D like YouTube channels yep. and and all these different ways that you could experience yeah they do D&D. Um, yeah they the live action stuff the, the they do the uh 
oh, what's his face? Um, Dan Harmon has an animated series that were, mm-hmm. they role play and then they do goofy cartoons to coincide with what they're doing. Yeah. Um, like uh, and like Will Wheaton, like yep. doesn't he like host yeah, Will, some show? Yeah, Will yeah. Wheaton has a thing. Penny Arcade does a thing. Yeah, they do like a live stage thing at every I mean, PAX. Freaking Joe Joe yeah <laughs> Man- Manginello. <laughs> yep, has a company like yep. like he doesn't even sell like D and D like gear. Yeah, like I mean he plays. Well, yeah, he did, he did like a, a a teaching thing at the Children's yeah. Hospital. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he went to the Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh and he who's Joe Man uh, uh, Joe Man. Uh, one of the you hot know. guys from True Blood. <laughs> um, I haven't watched True Blood. He married Sofia Vergara. Um, oh. He was in Magic Mike. He was in, you know, he, he's from Mount Lebanon. He's a. Uh, <laughs> okay. just, you're just like he's from Mount Lebanon. Yeah, see him around. Well, no, you know what? I I graduated two year two or three years like before uh, uh, ahead of him. Oh, okay. He yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, he was in the he was in the first Tobey Maguire Spider Man as Flash Thompson. Oh wow! Whoa. Yeah. And if you see him then, like, he was a tall kid, yeah. but he's not, like, but in the movie, he's not, you know, yeah. Joe Manganiello, like, yeah. beefcake, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's funny to see him. Huh. And it's funny, like, his story, it's, like, almost every, like, every other, like, hot guy actor story, he's like, yeah, man, I used to play all these sports, and then I got hurt, so I thought, oh, I'll, I'll try acting instead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, all of a sudden, I'm rich and hot, Yeah, you know. <laughs> like oh man screw you yeah the difference is he actually seems like a nice person that is true yes he 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 does not have that douchebag vibe right he seems i mean any guy that like specifically comes to a hospital full of sick kids and teaches them how to play D D is okay in my book yeah mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah then you cool. get like a yeah just like him and Vin Diesel and like some other like D and D nerds and just get them all together. Well, yeah. uh, Deborah M. Wool. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's She's right. gonna yeah. have hers. So that's right. I did hear about that. Yeah, uh, Karen Page, right? Yep. Daredevil. Yeah, she's into yeah, it. Yeah, Charlie Cox is gonna be on that show too. Yeah, yeah. No, Karen Page is into it. Yeah, yeah she's like super cool. into nerdy stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. I've started lurking on her Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I get like all my Instagram news from you. <laughs> The behind-the-scenes lives of all the cast members of all the shows we watch. <laughs> Via Instagram. Yep. Okay. Uh, so that was so that was what issues two and three of Die. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, like we said, I think our recommendation is if you have any sort of familiarity familiarity with D and D, whether it's you know super active or super passive or anywhere in between, you should definitely check this yeah. out because chances are you're going to find something in there that you. You know, you know, gravita- you know, you gravitate yeah, towards or something 100%. that's going to resonate with you. Yeah, like I said, uh, I'm glad they're doing the tabletop thing for it because I'm I'm itching. Even though we have no way to play with, I'm just like I want to play a game in this universe. Perhaps it's fascinating. We'll oh, yeah, <laughs> the comic book hit D and D. That would be kind of awesome. We'll, we'll do a yeah. CVP D and D. Well, and it doesn't help that like the one character is the very class that you've like role played in your mind for. Oh yeah, forever. There's one character that's um, she was like a little kid when they first started playing, and she plays like a cyberpunk thief or something ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, And they're like, I don't know, we'll we'll just make it work because you're a little kid and you're like the little person's sister. Um, but uh, yeah, the 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 class is also a drug addict, and so they Mm. need to like take drugs to use their abilities, and they're they kind of are always after like a fix. Oh okay. So I was like, and that's something I've just always kind of played in games yeah uh i was like i want to play 
like just a character that's like an annoyance for everybody else to be around. And I was like, drug addiction. Sure, that's fun. That's I was, I was <laughs> say, that's definitely not something yeah. that you would normally see. Like that's probably not something that people usually incorporate into their characters is like a weakness like yeah. that or like a struggle I should say yeah. not like a weakness but a struggle or a de- or a dependency yeah you know so yeah, it's pretty interesting yeah yeah I would definitely hate your character yeah no, oh yeah. yeah well they hate they hate her in the in the comic they're like oh because the the third issue actually starts off them they were caught up in this this war because she saw the the thing that she needs to to you know use her powers and so she got sidetracked and got everybody caught up in a big thing. Mm. Okay. Instead of sneaking like they were planning to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so another uh, – so speaking of childhood uh, and uh, teenage – or things from your childhood and teenage years, um, I read uh, G.I. Joe's Sierra Muerte number one from IDW Entertainment, and this was – uh, done by I think his name is Michelle Fife. Okay. He does um, his his indie book uh, Copra or Copra. Oh, I th- and okay. He also did the um, the most recent uh, Blood Strike uh, three issue miniseries. It was it, it's done in a very like kind of indie like auteur mm-hmm. style, and uh, I just I just loved it because it was it was almost like someone. Or it's almost like a like a lost episode of the GI Joe cartoon series, because it's like the core characters that that I loved growing up, mm-hmm. like Flint, Roadblock, Gung Ho, Doc, you know, and then like Storm Shadow, Snake Eye. Like, yeah, it was a mix of like some some of the old school guys and some of the like second wave characters, um, and it's and it's just GI Joe fighting Cobra. But it's done, like I said, in this really like indie style. It's not all like overly rendered and yeah. Like sometimes the art, I'm like, like oh, that doesn't really look that good. But it, but it's still kind of cool. <laughs> like, like sometimes it, it looks like the kind of comics I made when I was little, mm-hmm. like just hand drawn in a in a loose leaf, you know, on loose leaf paper. And it's uh, and it was it was just a lot of fun. It was just you know. Um, two stories taking place simultaneously uh, or like the team is split up into two where you've got um, like a strike force going after hitting Cobra in this uh, little village called Sierra Muerte. And then you've got um, another, like a smaller strike team. Um, I don't think they say what, what for, but they're looking for a specific, like this professor or this doctor or someone who's going to help them. Like they have to get to them before Cobra does. And, and that's like Scarlet Stalker and Snake Eyes, like you know, like your 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 covert, like your sneaky bastard team. And uh, you know, of course, they um, run afoul of like Zartan and uh, what what was his kids' names like uh, Zarana Zer, Zer, and I forget what their kids' names were. I, you got me on. He, <laughs> I'm the only one. Where's Scott? <laughs> yeah, I didn't Scott really out when I need him. Oh man. I got no one. Got a friend. I was, I was <laughs> a really Ghostbuster fan. Yeah, I was uh, not not much for GI Joe. Sorry. Oh sorry. man, you guys all suck. <laughs> I will say no. Sergeant Slaughter. Get out. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter. He he was he was a few years later. I never. I think I was already done with GI Joe by the time Sergeant Slaughter came around. Okay. I mean, I, I think I remember when 
you could mail away for Sergeant Slaughter. Like the Sergeant Slaughter action figure had to be like a mail in only. Like you had to send in you like your your box like like cuts. Like, like your UPC codes. Yeah. You know, you had to send in like forty five UPC codes or something <laughs> to get Sergeant Slaughter. Um, but this was just fun. I, I you know, it's uh, it's perfect like for any kid of the year, mm-hmm. you know, the eighties. Like anyone that grew up with this uh, with these specific characters at this time it, it in a way it's kind of reminiscent of um tom scioli's gi joe versus transformers okay a, yeah a few years ago right. um where it was very much like just a lot of fan service you know like you had all the characters that everybody knew and it was almost like like reading gi joe versus transformers reminded me of like sitting in your living room <clears throat> with your box of toys, with your G.I. Joes and your Transformers and you're making them fight each other type of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, or, or any toy that, you know, that you would, you know, merge together that didn't really go together. Yeah. Um, that's what this reminds me of. This this uh, G.I. Joe Sierra Muerte just reminds me of just, um, you know, like a story straight out of, like, the 80s uh, animated series or the, like, early 80s comics that, like, Larry Hama was writing um the, the the one cool thing about um again th- you guys aren't going to find this at all interesting i'm just getting crickets so i'm just talking to my, my gi joe fans out there and scott apparently this is when i fell asleep yeah yeah i'll, I'll hurry up so before case before kate starts snoring i will say cobra that's it just cobra, cobra. i was gonna say you, you're not even saying it right cobra Anyways, there's a uh, <laughs> there's a um, at the end of this at the end of this issue, it's kind of cool. Um, if again, if you're a, a fan, um, you'll find this interesting. There, they um, there's a there's back matter where it's a let me find it <clears throat> a guide to the fictional geography of GI Joe. Oh, which is actually like, that's kind of cool. <clears throat> that's like total like that's like nerd sauce for me. Like that's <laughs> yeah. like. That's like the topping on this nerd uh, Sunday. So they talk about <clears throat> the the pit, which was like GI Joe's underground headquarters, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> Springfield, which was the um, the town where Cobra had infiltrated, um, and 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 there's just paragraphs and pages of um, research. Yeah, and it's just really cool. And it's just they, they they talk about the background of each of these uh, fictional places and. You know what it meant to the story and to the characters, and I, I, I didn't um, go through and read everything yet, but I, I definitely want to because this is, again, this is like total yeah, no, that's gosh, nerd fandom. I didn't know they invaded Springfield. <laughs> I just figured it was well, just a, like a global type of thing where they're just like, oh, we're going to be in the desert and have an adventure there, well, or well, kind of like the Transformers where. One minute they're trying to save these energy cubes, so the um, Megatron can't take them away and do whatever he does. Mm-hmm. Well, it was it was more or less like them, uh, you know, Cobra, like just they, they needed like a, a base where they could. It, it's like they they wanted to have like a town that was like something out of like a Norman Rockwell painting. Like everything was perfect, mm-hmm. but underneath of it all was Cobra. Yeah, you know, pulling the strings and like the entire town was Cobra. Like even if you went into, you know, 
the the like the the ice cream shop. Yeah. And the 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 sweet old man behind the counter was a Cobra agent. You know. Yeah. Like every like he probably had like an Uzi right next to his ice cream <laughs> scooper. You know. So wait, like the whole town was just Cobra. Yeah. But on but on the outside, it looked like like if you were just driving through, like everyone was still normal. But if you like if you stopped and you started like snooping around, or you know, then you'd probably get snatched up and killed or interrogated or something. And oh. yeah, so I'd hate to be like the Scooby Gang just kind of showing up. <laughs> it's literally it's a nice place to visit, but you wouldn't want to live there. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, like I said, if you were a um, a kid of the 80s, uh, G.I. Joe's Sierra Muerte is definitely the book for you. It's only three issues. Um, the art might throw you off at first, but I, I still would say give it a chance. Uh, if you're not, you know, especially if you're not overly familiar with Michelle Fife's work, it, it doesn't look like the usual type of, you know, comic book, like action type of stuff. Like I said, it's very, it's more... Uh, it's got an indie sensibility. Very, mm-hmm. yeah. So, all right, I'll stop boring everybody <laughs> with my stupid GI hey, Joe hey, talk. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so who's uh, who's next? Uh, all right, I'll go. Yeah, Sean, go for it. Uh, I will do this one. It's Strange Science Fantasy by Scott Morse. Uh, this actually came out. Like ten years ago, by IDW. Basically, it's kind of like a send up to like a like the weird science or uh, Silver Age comics, but like kind of like the fifties, early sixties, kind of like, like like the EC comics of the a little bit, like the science fiction, yeah, mm-hmm. or like just weird oddball ideas, like uh, what was it? The one called like they kind of play on the words too. But it's all it's all like they're all mod like they're all done modern. They're not like reprints from old. No, it's stories. it's all this is all modern. New, this is all, this new, is all stuff. new stuff. But is it like is it kind of done in like a a uh, uh, retro style or is it just like or this, does it depend or? Uh, I mean, it, it's Scott Morse doing what Scott Morse does okay best. So and it, it, it's all him. Yeah, it's okay. all him. Oh well, Paul Pope in the back. He does like backups. Okay. Um, but they're like. They say he does backups, but really it's like one page mm-hmm. comic. <laughs> but it really it looks like a kind of like a splash page. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really say anything. Doesn't really give depth. But it's good because it's Paul Pope. No, I was so. gonna say it's Paul Pope. He could kind of do whatever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> so is it is it one continuous story or is it a bunch it's of kind of like an anthology stories, but they okay. all come together. Not so much like Avenger style, but like. They all come they together, all tie at, together somehow. Yeah. Okay. In the nice, in the last issue, so uh, I actually had like a couple issues of this back in the day, mm-hmm. and I read them, and I was like, oh, I wonder what happened to it. And I think I was cleaning out my comics, probably like a couple months ago, and I was like, man, I should really find out whatever happened to that because I really like Scott Morris apparently, because I didn't realize until this book came along that I had like. Three of his trades and a like, line. Apparently, I, apparently I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that in January, because I was like, well, I guess January's got Morse months because I'm going to get another book by him. So, <laughs> if it's January, it must be Scott Morse. Exactly. So, I always like okay. his artwork. It's it read really easy, read really fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 
doesn't take itself too seriously whatsoever. Yeah. So I think he's one of those creators that he he's never really been tied down to any one book or property. It's like he always just kind of does his own thing. Mm-hmm. Like I one thing I I don't know why I remember, remember this, but I he, he had this four issue mini series again. I think it was probably from IDW um, or maybe it was Oni. It might have been Oni. Uh, it was just called the Magic Pickle. Yeah, you remember the Magic Pickle, and it was literally I, it was a pickle with a cape. I know I, you he know, did I heard, it. Yeah, but I, I heard didn't of that. Yeah, I don't know what made me get that. <laughs> I don't know if I was just I was in a weird place, <laughs> but I'm like I'm gonna buy a book about a super pickle called the Magic Pickle, and that was yeah amazing. You were the I'm head of the Rick and Morty, Morty curve. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Before pickles were cool. Um. So, uh, was that was that all you had for that, Sean, or did you uh, for that book, or did you? If we're trying to wrap it up, I mean, I can. Well, I mean, I was going to say no, if you guys had one more, and then yeah, we got yeah. Before, feel free to keep talking. Before I moved over to sure. them, I didn't know if you had anything else to say uh, about that book. Well, about this book or another book? Yeah, about that one. <laughs> oh, this one. It's pretty good. Okay. Pretty darn good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying like I'm not saying I would say I'm, go get it. I'm not saying make stuff up just so you can keep talking. I'm just gonna say I didn't want to I didn't want to be rude and cut you off if you had more stuff to say about strange oh. science fantasy. Uh, I know that the person I bought it off said like new, and then it come and got it, and it. I'm looking at the at the spine, and it does not look like new. No, it does not. Yeah, I had to fix it. And I had to get wow, creative. Yeah, it's not <laughs> new at all. Hold, 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 wow. that, hold, hold that up for everyone. Kind of, yeah. If you can see, it's pretty much Which, coming up, coming off from the spine. Yeah, apparently uh, rubber cement did not work. You got to get that. Or did like, I use Gorilla Glue? I was going to use Gorilla Glue on that. Maybe a soldering iron. <laughs> that too. Well, it actually, it was a lot worse. So it was actually in the beginning that I used it. and It, it was worse than that? Yeah. I'd, I'd go to that, I'd go to <laughs> like that guy's new. house in person and ask for a refund. I didn't expect that to happen. But this is like new you if go. you got it 10 years ago. <laughs> I might have to stop and get some book glue or or uh, maybe see if my job has it. Yeah. But, I mean, at least it's still all in one piece. Yeah. <laughs> That's a plus. <laughs> Despite the fact that the cover is, like, not where it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like the page is falling on. out or anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a bone that's, like, broken Everything and hanging out there or something, you know. Yeah, everything's just there. It's just you know, <laughs> he's like that. This book was great, except I'm missing pages 35 through 60. And then I gotta go go like this and read it, and just kind of like hold it like that. It's like, oh, oops. No. Oh boy. You better, like I said, it's not too late for a refund. <laughs> it's good. Well, I paid like. Two bucks for it. Oh, okay. Uh, like so, off of Amazon. So. so you got what you paid for. Yeah, I got what you paid for. Okay. So, but yeah. still, I'd go back and leave that guy like a one-star review or something. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I think I was eyeing up another book that I think he was selling, but I can't remember. <laughs> you might second-guess it now. Don't do it. You better it be careful. Like it's going shipping. It's going <laughs> to show up in like like shreds. Like literally, it's like. Okay, It'll just be stapled. I'm going to put this for a shredder first and give it to you. Or it's going to be all like confetti. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you guys have the. Uh, you guys have the last book of the of the episode, I guess. Sure, yeah. Um, cool. You, well, you just read it. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I've been talking so, every week. Runaways. Uh, we've probably talked about Runaways I on and off several times. I don't think we've talked about it on this show. Maybe just the media was talking about the we, TV show? We might have talked about the TV show, yeah, but I don't know if it. we've talked about the comic itself. I don't think so. 
Um, have you guys anybody else previously? I I haven't read. It's like on issue eighteen, so it's been like before us. Yeah, I haven't. Honestly, I have not read Runaway since the original run. Since the okay, since the BKV. Same here. Well, it's definitely um, it's really good. And the thing with the Brian K. Vaughn run was it was really good, and then other people started helping. (laughs) I know, I know, Joss Whedon. Usually, everything he does is amazing, but. He ruined Runaways. <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't help Runaways. It didn't wasn't mm. wasn't Terry Bohr? Didn't he write some of it too? I think he might have. Yeah, he might have. He might have been like the third person that they brought in. Um, and then I think there was one other person, and they just canceled it right in the middle yep. of a run, where where they thought that Gert was alive again, and then they were like, "Ah, eh, my book's canceled. Nobody likes it." <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, what a cliffhanger to just end the whole franchise on for a while." But clearly there's a market for it because, I mean, the Hulu TV show and then this mm. book is, I think, doing really well. Yeah. No, I think it's doing great. Um, um, the story continues to be fantastic. It definitely builds on – like, if you knew this stuff before, it's really good. But I also feel like you could easily read it without having read the stuff from, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, as long as you have a general idea of, like – or yep. even – I might say as much as you read the Brian K. Vaughn book and then, you know, mm-hmm. jump on it into this, it's fine. Yeah. So if, if you have just like a passing familiarity with it, yeah, mm-hmm. you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot. There is a lot of attention to detail of all the various exploits that every Runaways character has had in between. You know, when their book got canceled and when this came back, they mm-hmm. sort of address um, anything and everything whether that's Carolina being in um, the Avengers Academy book for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Where she hooked up with Julie Power. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Julie, Julie the, both the Rainbow Kids were, were an item. Okay, I'll, start, I'll take it back and reread Yeah. Um, and then uh, the the Avengers Arena stuff oh, where Nico so and Chase were part of that yeah. catastrophe. Oh, man, that was such a good book. Yeah. Yep. Um. And then even Alex being back, uh, he he's you know back oh, from the dead because he that. came back, or he was he was like in hell or something in Avengers Underground, which is like the the sequel to Arena. Okay, which yeah that that I've not I've read the first couple of issues. Yeah, it was it was all right. It, it was mm-hmm. you know it wrapped all up in a bow. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he came back. I guess in, I I want to say it was Power Man. Or maybe not Power Man, but Heroes for Hire. One of the Luke Cage books. Oh, okay. Um, I think that was it. David David Walker. Well, he did the. He definitely did the. I don't. You know, now that I think about, it, I don't know if I finished reading the Power Man and Iron Fist book. I think that's one. Yeah. But it was it was such a weird thing when I read. It. I was like, wait, they, Alex came back to life in a Luke Cage book. <laughs> what? <laughs> so weird. That is weird. Um, but yeah, they they just you know they address all that Victor in the Vision. Oh, okay. Um, and then his yep. exploits in Avengers AI, just yeah, it's it, there's a lot of attention to detail for for that stuff if you cared enough to like hunt them down. Which yeah. I, I was like, I was always curious what the Runaways kids were up to, so I'd check out a book if they were in it. Okay. Um, and so it, it does reward you for that as well. Okay. Um, but the overall premises, um, well, the, I get we can spoil the first issue really, um, because it's been over a year now. But they 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 bring Gert back to life. Which is the most important thing ever. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, do, they, they they make the effort to, to travel back in time, bring Gert back, um, and then, you know, she's in modern day, but she's three or 
four years younger than everybody now. Yeah, which so leads to some awkwardness with Chase, and there's some fun stuff about how, like, her purple hair isn't that edgy anymore because everyone <laughs> has cool hair. Yeah. I don't know. Gert continues to be endearing. Yep. Um, but then the follow-up to that is this whole thing with the um, the Gaborum, like the 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 creatures or whatever that their parents were sacrificing people to to get their power. Um, I guess they had kids as well. The Gaborum have children. Oh, okay. And now they're back to collect on their parents, you know, what what the runaways parents owed owe them basically because yeah. they were promised like immortality and oh, yeah, all this stuff. Really so there's a there's a cool hook to it all. Yeah. Yep. Um I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, it's it's eighteen issues in and it's it's just been fantastic. Um uh what's his name? Chris Anka, uh, he has such a great eye for character design and art and just mm-hmm. um, fashion. Like all the char- all the kids are wearing really interesting outfits and, it, and they feel like kids. Yes, okay. definitely. Like it, 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 you can tell that he probably spent a lot of time just researching like fashion trends and different clothing styles and all this stuff because yeah. everybody sort of has like a vast wardrobe. Because they don't really have superhero outfits, they yeah. never had. So, it, it's it's refreshing to see a book where characters have more than one outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was find that 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 that's important whenever you're doing a book about children or teenagers. Yeah, that they actually look like they're teenagers. Yeah, not mm-hmm. only physically, but like you said, how they dress. And that was my one one thing I always found funny about when um I, I used to love uh. Bendis and Bagley's Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, but like, oh man, I'm like Mark Bagley. You like, you do not have your finger on the pulse of the youth. Oh yeah, youth yep. nation. <laughs> you know, like he drew everyone. They they all looked like they were like like the styles and the fashions were always. They looked like they were like ten years before. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, oh, this is not good. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot. I mean, I don't remember anybody really sticking out in that book. It was all like jeans and t-shirts. It was very like. Mm-hmm gap catalog yeah but yeah all right yeah i'll definitely that sounds really interesting i'm gonna have to check that out probably some of those are already on marvel i'm wondering so i'll have to check those out yeah Mm. it's definitely worth checking out all right well i think we can wrap this one up unless anyone has anything uh else to uh bring up real quick uh i actually want to ask sean real quick Mm -hmm. uh you mentioned daughters of the dragon what do you think that's the digital one, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm taking it so far. I mean, I'm only like two or three pages oh, okay. in. So oh, I didn't read the whole thing. Gotcha. But that was just. I think I got it like the other day. Okay. I started reading it, and then I think I stopped to read to finish this book. So. Okay. Oh, you, more to come later. <laughs> but I, I mean, I. I liked it so far. I don't know about the the art. But then again, I haven't finished it, so I really can't. I gotcha. Jump too much, but well, that your question for Sean reminds me of our last uh, one of our last shows when we talked about the you talked about the female furies. Yes, and we yeah. wondered how a uh, someone who was into the Kirby fourth yeah. world how they would uh, react to it. So, Sean, that's something um, we need to get you to read at some point. Okay. Female Furies number one. All right. So I'm trying to make my way through the fourth world actually. Well this is just one issue, so <laughs> I think you can think you can do this. 
Okay. So. I mean, I like Big Barda. Well, I like yeah. Mr. Miracle and Big Barda. Yeah. So. Okay. So, all right. So we'll make sure we'll get you a copy of that. And get your get your uh, <laughs> okay. your thoughts on it. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Comic Book Pit. This has been Comic Book Pit episode number three hundred four. I'm Dan. I'm Kate. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm Link. Oh, <laughs> I'm Sean. Sean. And we'll see, we'll see you next time.